The following is a presentation of Muddy River Sports. Are you ready? Hey, think you tell us what to do? Bow to the masters. Break it down. It's time to break it down. This is the Muddy River Breakdown with Shuck Daddy and DOB. I'm the daddy, and he's the DOB. That's me. That's you. How are you, buddy? I'm good. What's going on on this uh, rainy Tuesday? Well, it's not going to be rainy Tuesday. These people listen to it. They can listen to True. this anytime. They could. Be, it could be snowing out, Chuck. And True. Until it goes back okay. into As we sit in the Muddy Buddy Studio on this Tuesday, taping this, or recording this, yes, because there's no tape. So as we record this, it's been rainy out today. It's the most wonderful month of the year. It is a beautiful month because it was just your birthday. And and it is your birthday coming up. Yes. On Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday of this week. What did your boss get you for your birthday? What did Mr. Goff get you for uh, for, for your birthday? Took me out to lunch. Where'd we go? We went to the scoreboard. Oh, maybe I should see if I can get a scoreboard, although I'm just a part-timer. <laughs> this is just my side hustle, Mr. Shuckman. I, I, you're, I'm just but you're a valuable member of the Muddy River team. Okay. And your boss will be treating you to lunch. Are you my boss? Yes, I'm your boss. Yay! <laughs> so... And you get a pick. Ooh. Ooh. So I had a, I had a radio interview uh, earlier this week with WGIL in Galesburg. Did Jay Redfern do the interview with no, you? No, he did oh, not. Oh, darn. He did not. It was Tom Meredith. Okay. And, uh, so, Tom's a good guy, too. Yes, he's a very nice guy. Yes. So that was in my BBB, my Better Business Bureau capacity. Right. Um, so you know if we were in Galesburg, where would be going? Oh, for happy, lunch. Happy Joe's. Or Hungry Hobo. No? Well. Okay, what am I missing? Coney Island. Coney Island. Oh, I should have known that. Coney Island. So I didn't. I didn't mention Coney Island by name on there, but I'm, na- I'm, I'm name. I'm naming it by name on here. But uh, okay. So if you're ever in Galesburg, yes, you've got. Have you been to Coney Island before? or No. Yes. Okay. It's been a while. It's been yes. a while since I've been there. The the place has literally been there for over 100 years. Right. It's like this. Is their 101st year. It, it, it wow. started in like 19. It started. Think about that. That place started right after World War One was over. Yep. It survived the depression. Uh, and as far as I know, it's been in the same spot right in downtown Galesburg the entire time on Cherry Street. It's the only place I've known it to be. I mean, yes. obviously. Me too. I've been around 52 years now. Yeah. Um, and it's the only place that I remember it being. So um, so if you like hot dogs, especially Coney dogs, mm-hmm. they've got a, they've got a, an old Sports Illustrated poster of Jim Sumberg up in the corner. That's awesome. Um, That's, so if it ever closes, that, that, I want dibs on that. That poster's been there for a while. That poster's been there since, since, since it was probably made in 1977. Yeah, I would guess so. Um, so yeah, so uh, where would I want to go in Quincy for uh, for, for lunch? I mean, uh, you have to think one about of the, it. Probably one of the fine uh, fine sponsors of Muddy River News and Sports. Of course, but well, well, you have some time to think about there that. Um, so happy birthday, Blady! Well, to thank you. you, and happy early birthday to you. Did you get anything? Yeah, we. Uh, you know, it was a good weekend. It was good. I worked. That was my birthday. Jeez, you know. But it, my birthday fell on a Saturday. What are you doing on a Saturday in the fall? Well, you got to work. You got to work. There's a lot going on. So uh, Can I tell good. you what I bought myself? What did you buy yourself? I bought myself some bobbleheads. Did you? Which ones? I bought, I, well, I found it at a, at a yard sale here in town. Okay. I found Fighting Line Eye bobbleheads. They had a, 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 oh, the, I saw the, you. the five pack of the okay. Flying Line from 89 and the 2005 Final Four team. Oh, cool. So I bought those. That's I bought a, those as a treat to myself. That's a nice treat to yourself. Yes. I'm not a big bobblehead guy, but I love those. Uh, th- those, are, those teams were great. So, so um, Michelle and I's anniversary is also this month. Yes. So I made sure we're getting some new patio furniture. What year are we on in, in, in Team Shuckman? Be tw- year 12. Oh. 
So getting up there feels like thirty five. No, feels like <laughs> yesterday. It feels like none. No, it's been a good run. So she hasn't kicked me out yet. Tim O'Brien just passed twenty eight. Is that what it is? Oh my god! Wow. What is she thinking? What was well, she and, and you've spent the the last few days prior to us uh, meeting here in the Buddy, Muddy Buddy Studio. You've spent the last couple of days on the road um, with the prodigy Reed O'Brien. College, college, college visits. Time. So yeah, so it's it's. So are, were these like official visits that you had a, somebody show you around campus mm-hmm. and? Yeah, yeah, okay. we went. To, yeah, we did the whole thing. Went to Illinois State on Saturday and SIUE on Monday. Uh, don't know if we're going to look at any more. He's. Okay. he's uh, um, He's wanting to go into education, so those are two good schools to do that at. And he liked, he did he like both? Yeah, he liked both. Okay. Probably liked Illinois State a little bit better. Okay. Although, we, you know, as I said, hey, hashtag non-committed. Um, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. If, if he chooses to be an Illinois State Redbird, we'll have yes. to get him in touch with a good friend, Brad Tomhave. Yes. Who is an Illinois State graduate. Okay. The head boys basketball coach at Pittsfield. Mm-hmm. And he can tell Reed all the places he should go, and the one places he shouldn't, and the places he shouldn't. Well, I already know one place he shouldn't go, and I can't even remember the name of the place. But you know, Irvin go, Eric Irvin goes over there all the time for right. um, for basketball because right. he covers Notre Dame basketball for one of the radio stations here in town. He told us some good place to go to eat. It was terrible. Do you remember what it was? I don't know. Some bar. It was awful. Okay. Some awful bar. So well. Reed, Reed doesn't need to be going to bars. No, he's too young. It's too young. He, he has to stay sick. on. The, he has to stay on the straight and narrow. He has to just do his book work. Yes, study, go to the library. That's right. Stay away from all that, sh- all those shenanigans. And if there's a bar called the library, even better. There wasn't champagne, <laughs> was there? The champagne. Okay, so when I was living in Champagne in the early '90s, talking about college town, college life, they had a, they had a bar called the library in Champagne at the time. Okay, and they all has also had the bar called the office. Now, of course, this is before the office, the TV show is out. Right. But so you could say, oh, oh where you at, honey? Well, I'm at the office. Not lying. Not. You were yet. I'm at the library. Not, not lying. lying. I like not that. that library or not that office. But I like that. Yes. That's a good call. Um, I didn't. Us Mizzou guys didn't have that luxury. We didn't have any places called the library or the office to go and imbibe. But we found pl- plenty of other places. Where is the place to drink in Columbia? These days, I've been gone a while now. So well, back in the day, Harpo's. Harpo's, okay, because that's where everybody's going to spend Harpo, money. Har- Harpo's was the the on football game day. That's where everybody went um, to go get your drink on Fieldhouse mm-hmm. because they would get they would do um, penny pitchers, penny announce pitchers. Yeah, that's Thursdays in Charleston, and then penny announce Thursday night, thir- penny announce Natty Lights, seventy ounce pitchers, seventy cents. Yeah. I don't know if they do that anymore. Probably because they probably can't do that anymore no. because of. Um, but, but when they did it at Fieldhouse, it was like okay, they would they would holler out, penny pitchers, and for like thirty minutes. Oh no, this is all night. Oh okay. Thirsty's also had dollar bottles on Wednesdays. There was a place in Columbia called the Thirsty Turtle, which was always fun to go Maybe to. It was fifty cent bottles back in the day. I think it was fifty cent bottles mm-hmm. back in the day. Because when I first moved to Quincy, there's when when I first moved to Quincy in the late nineties, uh, there used to be it was a rotation every night. You go somewhere and find dollar bottles. Okay. I don't think you can do that anymore. Uh, we had quarter beer night at Harpo's. I believe it was Thursday nights. Is that place huge? It's good sized. I mean, it, it, but it's a true Mizzou bar. It's a Mizzou sports bar. I mean, yes. it's that's all. Well, it. that's where Chase Daniel was going to send money. And uh, somebody else actually did send, wind up sending money there after they lost the uh, yeah. the game against Georgia. 
to help people drown their sorrows. Yep. College was a good time. I, don't know, I wouldn't want to go back and do it again. But uh, for the time of my life that it was, I was I, I had a good time. I did too. So yeah. I hope he finds as I hope he finds as good as times that I did. He will. He'll find his way. Yes. So um but in the middle of all that going on, we've taken a headfirst dive into the postseason on the local sports scene. Can you believe it? Golf season's over. Like I know they moved up the the state tournament series to try to avoid bad weather later in October. Can we get rid of the cuts, please? Uh, no question. I mean, has I guess I looked at that at all. This is their third year of doing it. So they did it in 21. So they did it pre, 19, they did it 19. Okay. 21, 22 now. So they, they're right. probably not going to do anything with it. Probably not. But, but like this year, and I'd have to go back and double check the numbers. And, and I wrote about it last year when it happened and, and broke down the numbers. I believe it was tw- it was like twenty four kids in one in one of the classifications got cut. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. That's eight threesomes. Or if you go foursomes, yeah, six. It's six six tea times. And those would be the people at the. You wouldn't wouldn't you put? I guess you could put your your leaders off first if you wanted to do it that way. If you thought the the if bad, you thought they if, were going to slow, slow things, things down, down you, yeah, you could. You could you could you could you totally could. reverse it. You could put the put the leaders off first. Everybody's in, and then when those but those but here's the deal. I I did a I did a shuck on a truck this week with Blake Arnold, the Liberty yes. golfer who best Liberty golfer in school history, finished tied for thirteenth at the state tournament, um, highest finish by an eagle ever, and. Uh, he and I were talking about that, and obviously he was there as an individual. He made the cut. Had he ever been cut previously? Uh, I don't think so. I know he didn't last year. I can't remember his freshman year. Okay. Um, but he has a lot of guys. He's friends with a lot of the golfers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he felt really bad for the kids, especially the kids from Quincy Notre Dame, who he's played with a lot, mm-hmm. for the guys that got cut. You know, and and he was just he kept just shaking his head at. At. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this to these kids? If you make it to the state tournament, you've earned the right to play both days. Correct. That's it. I mean, it's simple as that. If you've if you've played well enough through regionals and sectionals to get there, you deserve to play both days. What is the Illinois High School Association's reasoning for the? What's for their this? reasoning for anything? I don't know. I, I mean, they gotta am, have something. I'm to the point now, and I, I've been a loyal, tried to be a loyal defender of the IHSA over the years mm-hmm. of trying to understand why they do things, trying to, to believe that they're doing it for the right reasons and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started looking into, like, this year's soccer postseason pairings. Quincy High is in a nine-team subsectional. Okay. They're the seven seed. Yes. Now, you could argue they should have been higher or lower, you know, what? But you, that's where they're at. But that's where the voting led them, okay? Mm-hmm. Seven should play two, right? You would assume so, yes. Eight, eight and nine would be the pl- the the play in yes. game. Seven plays two. In Seven that first, plays in two. Quarterfinal. No, not in the IHSA's world. Now, granted, all these teams are from the same geographic area because they're in the subsectional. So mm-hmm. it's not you're taking a team from Chicago and putting them in the Metro East subsectional. So seven playing, hopefully nine. So seven is playing nine in the play in game, and the winner gets the number one seat. Well, two, why wouldn't two? Why wouldn't seven nine? Get- because that's what the IHSA did, and the the reasoning behind it was who's well, okay. Who's nine? Granite City. Who's eight? 
I don't remember off the top of my head. But it was in Metro East School. Yes. Why wouldn't Metro East School play Metro East School and Quincy go down and play the Stussy in the first round? I don't know. Good question. And, and it's been asked of the IHSA, and it was, the explanation was, well, this is how the computer arranged it. Da, 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 da. Why? Okay, one, why are you doing seeds if you don't follow them? Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're not going to do, if you're not going to follow the seeds, then just have the computer randomize it and do, here's your nine teams and here's who's playing each other. Yeah. Because the seeds obviously don't matter that much if you're not following them. That's weird. Is Notre Dame's regional the same way or is theirs like normal? I think theirs is normal. Um, but I looked at some of the other sectionals and it's crazy. There, there's a 10, like there's a couple of them. Uh, there's at least one, excuse me, that a 10 seed has a spot in the regional semifinals, but a seven seed doesn't. A seven, seven seed ha- has to play to do a play seven has game. to do a play in game, but a ten seed gets gets automatically into the regional semifinals. Well, it just doesn't make any sense, and and so it goes back to the the cuts at the state tournament, the the issues with the seedings. You have to ask, what are you doing, IHSA? What are you doing? Because you're supposed to be about. Fairness, equality, and what's best for the student athlete. Yes, you want you. They they're trying to enrich the student athlete experience. Correct. And you're not doing that. No. Another thing that we saw last year, and we're going to see it again this year, and I don't know if they're going to change it, is the way the the basketball the state basketball tournaments are set up. Yes. With that third and fourth place game on the same day as ridiculous as the as the quarter or the semifinal game. And I would hope I would hope the fact that they caught so much grief over that. That they change it? They're not this year. It's they're going forward they're, with it. They're staying with, with it. it. I know. Yeah, as 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 normal because okay, last year had Quincy High School beaten Bolingbrook, they would have uh, been in the state semifinal against the Glenbrook North. Glenbrook North. Is that the number one ranked team that went and won let's a state be honest, title? They, we would have the, the Devils would have been yes. in that third and fourth place game. Correct. And then they would have been done on that Friday night, and they would you know. Thursday night, or yeah, no, they would have played on Friday. Friday. So but, Friday but, but you have, you know, if you're, you know, one A, two A team, and you're playing on Thursday, mm-hmm. you play your semifinal, and then turn around and play your third place game that night, and then you go home. Yep, say final, say final experience over. Yeah, they've got to, they've got to look at that better. They've, there's got to, there's the, they've taken away the three point contest. Yeah, I think the dunk contest is dead now, right? Yes, it's been dunk, dead. dunk contest has been dead for a while. So they got rid of the three point contest. So that th- those those things aren't around anymore. And, and I think that everybody's fine with that. Like the three point contest was more of a distraction for mm-hmm. a lot of teams than it was anything else. Well, a lot of teams just sent their seniors out that they didn't play or the kids that didn't play here. Here's something for you guys to do to try to advance right. in the postseason. Yep. You know they weren't really sending out their the cream of the crop. Right. Um, although some did, I mean, uh, Tony Surtis, Tony Surtis kid wanted all last year. Who's the king of the hill? Yeah, Cole Surtis from Bloomington and Central he, Catholic. And he can shoot it. He can shoot it even better than his old man. That's saying something because Tony was a uh, he, yeah. he he was a shooter. That's right. So um, they've just got to do something. I mean, I don't like to cut it to golf. No, um, you to know, me, I, to me, that's the most egregious of the errors of the ones that we're discussing. Where when it comes to whether following the seedings or. Playing the third place game the same night as the semifinals and, and okay, cutting kids at the state golf tournament when you've when you've achieved reaching, it's a thirty six hole tournament mm-hmm. at state. It's, it's not two like seventy two. No, and, and and I'm sorry. What do you, what are you delaying on on Saturday an, an extra hour mm-hmm. to get those other tee times in? And why couldn't you again? Why couldn't you just flip it and let the let the leaders go off? Those kids here at the back of the pack, they're probably not. They're probably all mostly going to be individuals or people on scoring teams that aren't going to matter in the score anyway. Right. So you can still 
figure out your winners early and get pe- and pe- get people out of there. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, anyway, the XSA does many, 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 many good things. It does. And, and, and we're harping it, on a couple bad things here. Yes. But it's stuff that, that nonetheless it's stuff, uh, But it's stuff kids. that impacts kids. Yes. And that's the bottom line is this is we want to see what's best for kids. Yep. Without a doubt. So, with that in mind, we get kick-started into the other postseason events this week. So, we got golf done. Got golf done. Okay, here I'm, I'm back, actually. So, we're going to go back to our one of our first broadcasts. Yes, sir. And you say you 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 on this very p- podcast you said Quincy Notre Dame boys soccer team is going to win the whole thing. Now we're here, so it's it, it's it's do or die time for them. Um, yep. Will are you sticking with that? I am sticking with it. What's their what's their path look like? They go north, so I think that helps them. Okay, so they're going to avoid the Belleville Altoffs. They're going to avoid the Sacred Heart Griffins. Um, yeah, there are good teams as you go north, mm-hmm. um, but I think their path is. More manageable. Are they healthy? That's the question mark. Yes. You know, Tanner Anderson's been nursing an injury. Um, well, the two best the two best soccer players in town at the high school level are both a little dinged up. Yes. Uh, you know, Tanner obviously has missed some time. And yes. on the other side of uh, Carter Vemberlo. Carter Vemberlo was. Missed some time for Quincy High. Correct. So, so the Blue or excuse me, for the Raiders, who are, are teaming up, uh, kicking it off this week. Yes. Um, they can still make it through. I, I truly believe so. I truly believe they have they have the weapons to do so offensively, uh, and and they've got a couple of guys in back um, playing center backs right now in Jake Hoyt and Colin Kirk, who are very good, um, and and they got an experienced keeper in Max Fericks. and they're in class one A, and they're in class one A three. That I think that helps them as well. Quincy High School's in class three of three. Correct. Okay, and I think they're gonna. It's gonna be a short postseason for the Blue Devils. Just because of the way the bracket sets up. Yes. Who would they play if they were to beat the one the first game? If they beat Grand City, they would play number one Collinsville. That'd be tough. Yeah. At Collinsville? Uh, no, but it's at one of the Metro East schools. Yeah, they have to go south. They'll have to go south. Um, what is the key for Notre Dame going to be then to, in order to make you look like a uh, Nostradamus and uh, with the correct prediction? I, I truly believe it will be finding somebody to score other than Tanner Anderson. It's, they've had guys do that, though, this year. They have, but not as consistently as they've needed to. So I, th- I think when you look at it, I think there's if you look back, there's some guys that, that if they emerge here in the postseason, could really push this team to a title. And, and Leo Kahn's one of them, who, who has gotten better as the year's gone on. He struggled early to finish, has gotten better as the year's gone on. I think he's one of the keys to the postseason because he can be – nearly as dangerous as Tanner Anderson mm-hmm. in the attacking third. And if they if teams focus their defensive efforts on stopping Tanner Anderson, Leo Can can be the difference maker. And it sounds like you have no reservations about their defense. Their defense is going to be fine. I you know their defense has given up some goals this year. There's no no doubt about it. And it, is it are they as locked down as I've seen some of their defenses in past years? No. But I think it's a pretty good defense. And I, I think the fact you have a pretty darn good keeper back there in Max Frerichs helps a lot, too. Um, and they've got senior experience. You know, Kirk, yeah. and, Kirk and Hoyt are both seniors. you got John Drew in the middle, who's a senior. You've got Tanner Anderson up front, who's a senior. So and just I, like all these soccer teams that have gone here through the years, these kids have been playing together since they're like seven or eight years old. Exactly. I mean, it's... It's, so they they've built for this. Yes, that's this so, is this is what they this is what they've done. And, and they have a chip on their shoulder because they didn't get there last year, 
And two years ago, they didn't get the opportunity mm-hmm. to. So there's a chip on their shoulder to finish this thing. They're getting all the way. Uh, where's State at? Uh, up in Maplerville? No, it is in at the East Side Center in uh, East Peoria. Even better for the people who want to go, maybe go see it. Yes. So last time they were there was 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mitchell Murphy led crew. And was that in East Side Center too? Or was that up in Naperville? No, that was at East Side Center and they okay. won it. And then in 2019, they took third. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just figured it was all up in Naperville still. No, uh, the, only the girls has played in Naperville. Okay. So the boys, the, the bigger classifications for the boys has played Hoffman Estates. Okay. I knew it was North. And IHSA does a horrible job with that. Wow. So I've been there. A little more shade on the IHSA, huh? They just, they, yeah. I mean, j- handle your responsibilities. Okay, so we got soccer. Uh, we got soccer covered. Uh, so now, so, we're getting, so, now we're getting in the volleyball postseason. By the way, well, Mr. Chuck, when you sent me to a heck of a match last week. I did. You uh, you saw one of the best matches of the year. Holy smokes. And I tell you what, the varsity match wasn't even the best match of the night. And, and I can't believe I'm sitting here saying this, but the JV <laughs> match was like a, like an Olympic battle between the two of them. Really? Yes, Macomb won that one. But so I was like, boy, if the JV match is just good, then varsity match was just as good. Now, Macomb's yeah. good. I yeah. think that if they were to play again, though, I would I would probably think QND will win. Okay. Um, what makes you say that? I just think that I don't think Notre Dame passed the ball very well that night. They okay. didn't serve receive very well. Um, and those have typically been their strengths. Yeah, and they I don't think they were that good that night. Um, the Emma Hoeing girl is phenomenal. Yes. I mean, her serve if she's on and she was that night. It's like a knuckler that like drops. The top spin and serve. Top, yeah, something that and, and it gets over about halfway down, and it, the bottom just falls out of yep. it. And I don't think Macomb really had an answer for that. They they were. I haven't seen anyone have an answer for that this year. I mean, she's good. Um, the freshman uh, Brecken Eva Brecken Camp Camp played really well that night yep. in the middle. Uh, they got almost. I mean, Abby Shrek's been their leading kill person all season. She did next to nothing in that game, and I'm not killing her about that. She just that was just not her night, right? Uh, but I think that they have too many weapons. If they if they handle the uh, if if they pass a little bit better, I think that they that they tear that they beat McComb because their setter their setter is pretty darn good. Yes, she's Annie Eaton's a difference maker. She uh, excuse me, Annie Eaton. She is smart too. You can tell that she oh, no sees question. things. Uh, before they happen, and I know she's talked to some some players. Fact of the matter is, Quincy's had a run of Quincy in general because you had both Quincy High and and Notre Dame mm-hmm. have had a run of very good setters in the last decade or so. You, mm-hmm. you know, um, Hannah Vitley, Kristen Gennenbacher, who both played Division One, mm-hmm. uh, and I know there's been conversations have been had that Annie could reach that level. If she continues to progress, because she sees the game so well, mm-hmm. she's a heck of an athlete. And she's what she's not very tall, but she was blocking <laughs> shots the other night. And everything oh, she else. gets up. She, I mean, she she does a great job yeah. at the net. Yeah, um, she's a, she was a, she was a special player. So I just think that Notre Dame, and again, Macomb has some very talented talented players as yes. well. That uh, Kennedy Adair was she was a phenomenal hitter. Um, but I think that Notre Dame just has a little bit too much, and and if I think if they played a little bit better up to their capabilities, I think I think they win that one. I think they got a they got a re- legitimate chance to make a run. But here in the here in the in the home of the muddy river, we've got a couple of a couple teams that could wind up all the way to Bloomington Normal. Well, and, and the interesting thing in the Class One A, Southeastern, which has been very good, Unity, which has been dynamite. Both go different directions in the postseason. Do we have the pairings yet, or do we have the, the – Yes, the, the pairings we, are out. Pairings are out, okay. Yes. 
All right, so those two would go different ways. Yes, yeah, so I think and I McCall think the McCune earliest probably meet in the sectional somewhere, right? I believe they would end up meeting in the sectional final. final of the, okay. You know, I think Unity and Southeastern. I believe they would meet in the super. I think it's a lot like basketball, where oh, Liberty okay. and Southeastern met in the super. All right, I think the same will hold true for volleyball. And the other one to to keep your eye on that could pull an upset or two along the way is Illini West. Illini West has been playing really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, beat Hannibal on Monday night this week at Hannibal, um, and it's been tough. And they got some hitters, you know. So I th- I think anyone who just goes, well, it's Notre Dame and Macomb, yeah, eh, watch out because you you know there's going to be teams wanting to pull an upset, yeah. So so when is that start? Is it start this week or next week? Uh, two no, weeks? two weeks. Two weeks. So we got a while until the so we, yeah. But this this week we have soccer starts. Uh, and softball on the Missouri side. Districts start on Wednesday. Anybody? Uh, Canton's twenty-one and six. They're not bad. Um, their district. It'll be. It'll come down to them and North Shelby. Um, and Monroe City is the number one seed in its district. I don't know if we got a team that can make a legitimate run to to get to the final four or maybe win a title. Um, so nobody has a dominant picture out there that's just killing everybody. No, not that. Not that I've been able to see. I think Canton might have the best chance. Um, but they have to get by a very good North Shelby team if they're going to do that in districts. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that is. And, and we're winding down with football as well. We're we're in the final two oh, weeks there's of the football re- to talk about. Well, we're down to the final two weeks of the regular season. Okay, so uh, two obviously last week was our soccer edition, and two weeks ago we talked a little bit about the paths for both Quincy High and Notre Dame. And I think they're both still on the same paths that we talked about. I think so too. Notre Dame didn't get a win in either one of those two games since. since no, they since they they have to win their final two games. I think they will to get into the postseason. I don't think it's. I mean, and that's no guarantee. Granite City lost fifty nine nothing to Breeze. Yes, modern day. They're so. they're going to win this week at Granite City. Yes. Uh, then the kicker is on October twenty second Saturday afternoon at John Burroughs. and John Burroughs is, was two and four going into last week. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I don't know how to measure that one. But I, if Notre Dame can find some offense, it'll give itself a chance. I mean, last week, they their defense played really well against Normal West. And, and that's two weeks in a row because their defense, I know it gave up 35 points, but it played well and had four turnovers yes, against Muhammad Seymour. They had, they had three turnovers. They, they forced three turnovers. Uh, was it two interceptions and a fumble or two fumbles and an interception? I can't remember because I'm getting old. But anyway, it was three turnovers. And all those three possessions – they got one first down. Obviously, no points because they didn't score points in the entire game. Right. They had one first down after those possessions. So, they ten, were they're, – yes. Ten quarters. Ten quarters. Since an offensive touchdown. Second quarter of the Breeze-Modern Day game at home because they did score twice in the second half that game, but they're both interception returns for a touchdown. Right. Just like it, uh, Muhammad had yep. – uh, Dalton Miller had an interception return for so a touchdown. They did kick a field goal at Muhammad. Yes. But they have not had an offensive touchdown. Correct. In ten quarters. That's, that's not – that's that's not good. No, that's not good. So they, but I think that comes to an end. On now Friday the other night. part of this you got to remember is five wins gets you playoff eligible. It doesn't guarantee you get in. I think their points are going to be pretty I think decent via playoff points. They'll be okay. Yes, but you got to you got to throw that caveat out there because what happens if when they start breaking things down, the HSA starts breaking things down, and they're on that on that limbo edge. Well, they've got of three teams points. that aren't going to accumulate very many points for them at all. And hey, Ty. Granite and John Burroughs. And and Alleman. Alleman, that's right. Yeah, they're not gonna they're gonna have one playoff point from them. Yeah, so you, you got Alleman has one victory. Yes. Hayti has one. 
Granite has zero. Uh, Burroughs has two. Two. And that's maybe all you're going to get out of them. Right. Um, so there's four Quincy points. Quincy High having success helps. So if you're a Notre Dame fan, you're rooting for Quincy High to win this weekend next week. Oh, no doubt. Especially week nine. I mean, I think they're going to win. I mean, nothing against Rock Island all, but, I, you know, Saturday night's a foregone they're, conclusion. They're, yeah, I was going to say, there's no thinking they're going to win. They're going to yeah, win Saturday. They won that, and I think they have a very good chance of beating Rocky here week nine. I think nine. so, too, which which is, will make it interesting because that would mean seven and two with a fair amount of playoff points. Could they end up getting a home game? Could they get a home game, and who are they going to play? Yeah. You know who <laughs> – so I know who I know, Reed and I, I, Reed and I, I were talking about this. Like we I had a lot the, of window time. I see the smile on your face, so I know exactly where you're going with this. East side, east side, east side high. That would be Could interesting. You imagine? Well, because here's the deal. Everybody's talking about, you know, because East St. Louis is the number one ranked team in the state and everything. But when it comes to the IHSA playoffs, doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It's record. And East Side has gone and played some teams on a national scale. And they've what, lost those games. Two losses. Two losses. So what if you have seven and two against seven and two? I mean, it's very possible. It's very possible. Uh, and so I was telling to read, I said, where would you rather So this have would be in class six A, by the class way, 6A. just so people understand. Yes, because Quin- Notre- Quincy Quincy High School is, in, is a class six A school. Yes. So I said to Reed, I said, where would you rather see that game at? Would you rather see that at East Side or at, at Flynn? He goes, Well, for the guys, I'd want to have it at Flynn. But if we're gonna go, I'd want to go to East Side. Because one of the, my, my and I, may, I don't know if I told this story on here or not, but we went to an Eastside foot playoff game in 2019. Okay. When they played Chatham Glenn in the state semifinals. Right. Uh, they boat raced him. I mean, it was Tyler Macon, who should be the Mizzou quarterback, <laughs> that he was he was their quarterback at the time. They had Luther Burden was, was an underclassman at the time. Yep. Um, oh, my God. They were so good. Yes. They are phenomenal. They had this, this kid who's a senior now, this 330-pound offensive lineman who's yep. going to SEC somewhere, I'm sure. Um, he was there. They are, they party in the, I mean, you know, they're not, you know, I just say playoffs are supposed to be, everything's buttoned down and you know, you're no. supposed to be like this. Uh, uh-uh. they have their DJ going up in the booth. They're selling, they're selling uh, big old things that kicking out in the parking lot. There's tailgating going on. It was fabulous. It was, a, it was one of the funnest times I've ever had at a high school football game. Last time I was at East St. Louis for a football game was 2003. Yes. Was that when, a, yes. Once he played there mm-hmm. in the playoffs. The first playoff appearance since 74, or mm-hmm. since uh, 86. They've gone 74, 86, and then 2003. And uh, it was a game that was 13 to 3 at half. Was uh, Clyde B. Jordan Stadium open by then? Uh, yes. But yeah, but it wasn't, obviously it wasn't Turk back, back then, but it was. No, because it was a muddy mess. Yes. No, it's a, it's a nice turf facility. I mean, it's, you know, you, you think about, and unfortunately, when you think East St. Louis, you think about. Dilapidation and and you know poverty, and poverty. but and, and I and I don't mean to be mad. No, but because that's what it, you it, think about well, and and because it is one of the most you know in the nation, one of the most poverty stricken cities in America. Yes, but they've got a really nice football facility. They do well, and they've had some incredible athletes come through. There, people who have made, done well for themselves. Mm-hmm. Jackie Joyner, Kersey, yeah, uh, Brian Cox, Brian Cox, yes. and, you know. Um, so, so there are some people who have invested in that community to yeah. help that out, yeah. uh, and do do things good for the kids of that community. Boy, um, can you can you imagine an ESL QHS playoff game? That'd be fun. That would be fun, Mr. Shuckman. Can I can, can I cover that for you? Um, you have to see what else is going on that day. We'll see. You, you'll be doing something that day, I'm sure. <sighs> but no, I mean, I, you know, Quincy High. You know, I, I had somebody ask me this today. Um, is Quincy High good? And I was like, yes, they yeah. are. Like, 
yes, and I, I pointed out that they hadn't beaten, they hadn't even played Alleman so far. They're six and they're five and two, mm-hmm. and they and somebody didn't realize that they thought one of those wins already was against Alleman. And I said, what you don't realize is how good this team is, how much, how how well these players understand the game. Mm-hmm. And we we've talked a lot about Braden Little in that sense, and his ability to read defenses and ability to understand where to throw the ball and and all those things. But his receivers understand that too. His linemen understand that too. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be able to read about the linemen later this week at Muddy River Sports. Giving the guy, giving the big uglies up front some love. You got it. So they deserve it. They do. But yes, they've so earned I, it. Yes, I mean, but as good as they are right now, they are going to be scary good next year. Another year of experience with basically All those guys, everybody yes. back almost. I mean, pretty I mean, much. You're going to lose Brian Douglas and in, in, in running back. You're going to lose uh, Gregory Quince. Gregory Quince is one of the receivers. But on the flip side of that, you get Aiden Byquist back next year, hopefully. Yep. Uh, so they're going to be good. Uh, they're good now. Um, the big game in the Big Six this weekend is Moline-Sterling. Correct. I believe at Moline. Um, yes, it's at Browning. I'm picking Moline in that one. I just, think, I am too. I just think that their offense is like nothing you ever seen. And the reason I'm picking them because they're going to have the best player on the field, and that's that Riley Fuller, the the, the running yeah. back, who was the best player. Probably okay. Obviously, the he kid was the is, best player on the field when they played Quincy. Yes, and obviously Charles, whose name I can't pronounce, uh, uh, from Allman, is the best player in the league. The the, the lineman who's the going lineman to, is going know, to Notre University Dame. Notre Dame. Yes, I get that. But the best skill position player in that league is Riley Fuller from Moline, and I think that's why they're going to go over. I, I think the way they run their offense and as good as their offensive line is, mm-hmm. I think that gives them the edge and the Maroons the edge in this. I would have to say that, you know, not that there are any betting lines and over-unders for high school games. No, there's not. Whatever the over is, I would take the over because I think it's going to be a lot of scoring. Okay. I can, I can foresee a lot of scoring. That's not to diss either one of those two teams' defense. I just think the offenses are both pretty darn good. And, and you've seen them both. Yeah. You've seen both offenses, so, I mean yep. – you should have a good grasp of that. Yeah, so I, I think Moline and that will give put them firmly in the driver's seat for a WB6 crown. Yeah. Interesting. I got a question for you. What's that? You know, we've been talking a lot of soccer lately. We have been. Um, and I texted you about a sport, about a team that I've probably not texted you about in years. But when I saw the decision come out on San, on Sunday, I'm like, wait a minute. The, the gold standard for Quincy soccer is and probably always has been and probably always will be Quincy University and what it was able to do. Of course, it's been 50 years now since they've 40, 50 years since their reign of national titles has ended. But that's what Quincy University is known for, by and large, is soccer. There, there is still, you go places throughout this country in soccer communities. Yes. And you mention Quincy University or Quincy, Quincy College, College. Yes. People automatically will bring up. The soccer dynasty. Yes. You know, the NAI national championships were, were one thing, but they've had success at the D2 level. It's been eight years since, since they went to the D2 Final Four. But even at the D2 level, they've continued to have success. And they lost the game seven to nothing. And I had to say to you, I was like, because, again. I they don't, did. I don't know all the. To things. Illinois Springfield. I don't know all the rules. And I believe Illinois Springfield was a 3-3-1 three, three and one team in the league coming in. So it's not like it was the number one team in the nation or anything? No. no what is it? Not even the number one team in the league. How does that happen? I don't know. The, the only There's a myriad of things that can happen that create a lopsided loss like that. Yes. In-game stuff. A red card where you end up yeah, down a man, a man that, yeah. that can happen. 
injuries. Yep. Um, where you're forced to put people in that aren't prepared to play. Mm-hmm. Even the even with those, it's still hard to fathom a team losing seven to nothing. Yes. The only thing I can think of, and I have not talked to Mike Carpenter, the the QU men's but soccer coach this week. Um, the only thing I could fathom is that the players tanked it. They gave they gave up as that game went on. I mean, that's just something you don't see. Seven nothing. No. Uh, for that program, just unbelievable. Yeah, most goals allowed in a game in school history. I believe I believe it tied one other time they they had allowed wow. seven. I would have been surprised by that too. So yeah. anyway, I just thought that was an odd, an odd result. If well, you will. it's it's an odd result, and it's been a it's been a very disappointing year for the Hawks. Yeah, I mean they haven't won a GLVC game yet. Tied once. Oh seven and one in GLVC play. Not not pretty. Not pretty. Not what pretty. about for the football? What about for the American football team over there? They got a big win last weekend. They did. They played that, well that, in the set. Played really well in the second half. Um, coming off a disappointing loss at Missouri S and T in the first GLVC game of the year, they needed that. They need they needed something to really spark them. Um, five GLVC games left. Next two weeks are on the road. They go to McKendry this week, and then the University of Indianapolis next week. Um, which UND is a top ten team in the nation. Yeah. So, so that this week, this week is very important. So them. this week is very important. You know, see so if you can go to McKen- and McHenry's the one they totally melted down against last year. Correct. Yes, correct. So this is a, this is a game. If you can go and win, you get to the four win mark. The next two weeks are really tough. Truman, Truman after Truman eight. follows uh, UND. So, but the Truman game is at home on on October. 29th, I believe, is Correct. the, That's the right. date. Um, and then you close with Southwest Baptist and William Jewell. Two games. If you're playing well, you could win. So, all, for all intents and purposes, Saturday is for either 6-5 and five or 5-6. Five and six. You would think. And if, if you lose Saturday, you better hope you get those last two. Yeah. Because you, you don't want this to turn into a tailspin. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden you're playing two really good teams and you could be a three-game losing streak. And then by that time, people are just like, yeah, done. Right. So this is a a critical game in the the progress of this program. It should be an interesting one. Yeah. And you're going to see an interesting one Friday night. What am I going, uh, Mr. Shuckman? What's my assignment? You're you're headed to the other side of the Mississippi for the first time this year. Or, well, you went to Hannibal, didn't you? I did. I did go to uh, to Hannibal at Troy, which at is a Troy, fantastic. Yes, game. but you're you're going to one of the area schools this week. You're going to see the Clarence Cannon Conference Championship game, Monroe City against Macon, at uh, at uh, Langford Field. You almost said Ray Langford <laughs> almost, Field because I've because I've called it Ray Langford Field forever. Yes, you have, and I almost said the same thing. Yes, Langford Field. Yes. Boy, that'll be a dandy. It should be a dandy. Because Macon Mon- is really good. Macon's really good. Monroe City is the number one ranked team in the state in Class 1, and they're really good. They're, you're going to see some some athletes. I need to talk to Stevie Dirt to see what I should eat pregame. He's been over there, hasn't he? He has. Yeah. So he went over there for the Mayor's Cup. Okay. Yeah, that probably wasn't much of a game. It wasn't. Paul Meyer's struggling this year. Paul Meyer is. So who's winning that game? Do you, I mean, maybe... I'm, I'm, I'm going with Monroe City. You're gonna go with the home, the home standing. Monroe. Wayland DeGrave with the game-winning touchdown. Okay, there's there's my prediction. I'm gonna be like um, Kirk Herbstreit and not take a game because I'll be covering take a team oh, because okay. I'll be covering it. I don't know who's I don't know who's who, but um, uh, my my plan on Friday night will be at Advanced Physical Therapy Field. 
Oh, for a soccer regional championship. There you go. Oh, but now they got to get past Abington Avon. Yes. I didn't know Abington Avon even had soccer. <laughs> I don't know if they actually, technically do. Yeah. Is there is is there is there a uh, okay, is there so a turbo I, rule in soccer in Illinois or not? The, yeah, there's a mercy rule. It, the second half, if you're up by seven, it gets cut in half. The so that's going to happen. Yes. Yes. That's t- that's Tuesday night. Yeah. So, as we tape this, that, that game will be tonight. We we as we tape this on Tuesday afternoon. So when you listen to this, I, you can you can read about the game on Muddy River Sports. There you go. Because we'll have full coverage of it. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna do what we did last year. Um. As we get here, as we go into the postseason, you know, last year with our teams in basketball and in the spring and soccer and and baseball, we had four teams that reached the final four in their respective classifications, mm-hmm. and we did commemorative special sections for them. So if Notre Dame gets all the way to the state, if they, they get the final four, and, and and that goes for any of the teams in our area, the plan the plan will be to do a special section. Those are nice. They're very so, well done. Um, that'd be good. So yeah. you, got, you got, and then Saturday, any any big games on Saturday at all? Actually, not. It, it's kind of quiet around here on Saturday. Maybe we you can got take a breath. Some district softball championships, weather permitting. Yes. you know, because I know there's there's supposed to be more rain as the week goes on, so okay. that'll that'll mess with district softball schedules. So if they got to get things pushed back, we'll see if they actually get to the championships on Saturday. I think the way the weather is forecasted, it'll be for for rain on Wednesday. Uh, some potential rain on Thursday. If they can't play semi or uh, district openers until Friday, I would assume they would push go back to back. Go or no? I don't think they will. I think they would play semifinals on Saturday and championships on Monday. Well, just move all to Hannibal in that beautiful field they've got there now. Those facilities at Hannibal are awesome. I've not. I've only seen it on video through TV yeah, through right. the seven and ten. But um, wow. Uh, the, wow the is softball right. complex. I saw it the other night. Yeah, they're the Lady Pirates are playing a home game. And yeah, it looked great. And they have a new turf field for soccer as well at Veterans Field, out by Veterans Elementary School. Clint Graham's just a mover and a shaker, he isn't did. he? Coach Graham gets it done. Wow. I, I said that to somebody the other day. Called yeah. him Coach Graham, mm-hmm. and they looked at me and they didn't know who I was talking about. And I had to explain that athletic director Clint Graham at Hannibal High School used to coach as well. Yes, and they and. Oh, really? Had no idea. He's now just – he's such a big shot now that – He's the big man on campus. He is. So, so yeah, so that'll be good. I mean, it's uh, – so we'll see. I mean, Saturday could be – who knows, maybe, maybe a trip so to – So, it's going to be the calm before the storm, though, because, you know, the, the following Saturday you're going to have uh, playoff pairings announced. You're going to have um, – our sectional have soccer Kundi championship, playing, soccer playing. Yeah, uh, you're gonna have, and then the following weekend is gonna be the a lot of playoff, playoff football games, games. Yep. and then after that you've got you've got state soccer going on. You're gonna have volleyball yeah, teams the next, playing. The next month is gonna be busy. Mr. Chuckman, are you gonna need some help somewhere along the way? I think before basketball starts, we will be putting you to work. As long as it, it falls outside of my hours with the Better Business Bureau, I'm here to serve you, sir. I know you are. I would never interfere with the BBB. I had and I had fun going because I'm down with the BBB. I, 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 yeah, you you know me. Um, that's if you're down with Dob. Yeah, you know me. Yeah. Um, that volleyball match I covered was probably the first one this century that I've been to. Because the last one on the high school level I remember you covering 
was Quincy High School at the state tournament in 1999. And I had that, like, Eric Irvin had to show me, like... Uh, you guys went to a restaurant, yes. and he used the salt and pepper shakers. Yes, and to show me how volleyball was... Because right. I, don't, I don't pay to that. I pay attention to that. Not the wor- not the most out of place I've ever been. The most out of place I've ever been covering something was covering state wrestling back in 97 or 98. Okay. I had no idea about I still can't tell you how points are scored in wrestling. Really? But I figured out what a wrestleback was at that at, at then. It was like your main date sophomore year. Yes. He and a couple of the other guys from Quincy High made it over, so we thought it was pretty important since it was the first time. I think Quincy Sam High. Smith took second in state in 19, 1998. Yeah, so it was that group. Yes. And so I covered them, and I had no idea what I was doing, but, you know, it's all about writing about the kids and the people anyway. So, But that was the most fish out of water I ever felt, which was weird because I'm a wrestling fan. But right. it's not the same <laughs> wrestling. Not the same kind of wrestling. No, not the same wrestling. Uh, for me, it would have been when I was working in Columbia – the most out of place you've ever most felt. Most out of place I felt was covering the state swimming championships in in Columbia. Oh yeah, because it's swimming, it's up and you know it's timed and everything. But I had never covered a swim meet. Yeah, so I, I was just out of out of sorts and out of place. Mm-hmm. You got it done though. You got, got the story it done, done. Of course, you didn't. You didn't drown because those Hickman swimmers were good. The Cupies. The Cupies. Great name. Fantastic nickname. We might have to talk nicknames on one of these shows. Oh, yes. We'll have to do that. Do that. All right. Well, we're up on the 45-minute mark. So okay. We well, we should this. probably shut it down then, shouldn't yeah. we? Well, it was fun breaking it down this week. Hey, uh, happy happy birthday month to you. And happy birthday month to you. You know, if you see me or Chuck around, you want to give us a birthday present, we won't say no. That's right. Give, give it to you. will be a big hug. He deserves it. You need a hug after all your teams losing last weekend. Oh, Saturday was be, was brutal. And Leeds let you down on your first Oh, time. I know. You got out to a 1-0 lead, and you blew it. <sighs> Tyler steered me wrong, I think. Nah, stay with him. I will. I got my scarf. Did you get your scarf? I got my scarf. Oh, I need to see a photo of the scarf. Okay, I'll, I'll send you a photo of the scarf. All right. All please, right. Be wearing, please be wearing clothes while you <laughs> send me that photo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that. So no, everybody that knows you no, no has a metal that. image. No one needs no one that. Need that. Michelle no one, doesn't even need no, that. No, she doesn't. Not for her 12th anniversary. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, thanks for breaking it down this week. All right, buddy. This has been the Muddy River Breakdown with Chuck Daddy and DOB. Join us again next week. Muddy River Sports. Our home, our sports.